Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 162 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host Logan. We're recording this about 10-15 minutes after the Hawks game four lost to the Celtics. The Celtics won by a score of 129-121, to 121. but before we hop into everything, Logan, how are you? All refs are bastards, Jackson. Every last one of them. If you put on those black and white pinstripes, you're not seeing the pearly gates, my friend. That's all I'll say. Yeah, man. I don't know. Today was a... It was definitely one of those games where... I mean, the Hawks trailed for almost all of the game, right? I don't think we ever led at any point. Well, except for like maybe in the first. But uh, Hawks led, and they could just really... It, they had game with... I think the lowest they got was in four points, and the Hawks were just never able to get over that hump. Like you said, Logan, about the refs, there was some questionable decisions, in my opinion. I mean... We all knew how this was going to be going into a Hawks or Celtic series. We all know that, you know, <laughs> if you do want to open the conspiracy box, that, you know, definitely the Celtics are favored. The Celtics, I mean, on, on the paper, I mean, the Celtics only shot one more through throw than the Hawks, but the Hawks, and they had one less foul than the Hawks. But at the end of the day, man, like, there was just some really, like, questionable tic-tac-y things that got called. I just want to first start off with... Jason I want to Tatum grabbed the fucking net, man. That's that's two yeah, points. Yeah, I mean, also... Yeah, I, I just want to start off and say this. I'm not going to sit Flagrant here and be the one. person who just completely blames the refs or anything. You know, at the end of the day, the Hawks did make mistakes, and, you know, the Celtics did... You know, they did play a... Some of them played a good game, but, um... Man, that flagrant foul is bullshit. Let's just call it what it is, man. Like, I would genuinely be saying this about that call... If it was reversed, you know, if the Hawks were, you know, the one who were, you know, if the Hawks were driving and, you know, something happened, that's just not a flagrant foul, in my opinion, like at all. I I, I really didn't understand that one. Like, I hear these people make the argument that he pulled down. It's like, man, like, that's not a flagrant foul. Like, that's like a flagrant foul is legitimately like when you have like very much ill intent, like undercutting guys and stuff, you know, and then a flagrant two is like when you're like swinging on guys, but I don't think Trey was like pulling down enough. Like Trey Young is what? Like you do have to consider these things. Trey Young is like six foot, like one seventy five. Like Jason Towns, like six foot eight, like two twenty. Like come on now, man. Like let's be serious. Like I, I really didn't think it was a flagrant foul. I really think it says a lot about like where the sport of basketball is and where it's going when stuff like that's just getting called flagrants. Like that kind of just seems to me like the refs are just trying to have spotlight. Like just call that a shooting foul. Let Tatum take his two three throws and move on. But I don't know, man. I thought that was a I thought that was a weird call. I mean, overall, I don't think that the Hawks lost this game because of the refs, but, you know. No, it's, but it's it's just, it's the the sort of, like, thesis of this is Trey Young was very good in the fourth quarter. He was pretty good overall. DeJounte was pretty good overall. Hunter was very good. Um, You know, he, these guys played well, but it's not enough to overcome, one, the Celtics' top-end talent in Tatum and Brown and their depth. Two guys like Collins and Akongu and Bay and Bogey just not stepping up enough, not doing enough. And three, the the fucking refs just absolutely like I'm. I really don't like being the whiny refs. Oh, Atlanta's so hated. Like I don't like doing that. I think it's kind of corny and overplayed. But legitimately, like Akong, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, <coughs> Akongu sets a, just a hard screen in the fourth quarter, offensive foul. A Congo on Derek White, Derek White like flops, offensive foul. Uh, Al Horford's been able to set endless moving screens, grab and rope people and throw them around, and nothing. No loose ball fouls. No, just barely any, barely any consistency, barely any logic to it. It's all just like, it's all just 
questionable. And you know what? The truth is the Celtics are the tougher, um, like stronger team. So it makes sense that like <laughs> that, I guess the refs are just used to it. They're just used to Al Horford sort of imposing his will and just doing whatever he wants and just using his body in ways that aren't legal. But like, you know, it, I guess it stands out more when Capella or Kong would do it compared to Al Horford because Al Horford always does it. So it's just it's just how he sits green. It's just kind of ridiculous. There's a couple calls like DJ late against Tatum got a call that probably wasn't a foul. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, I think, got a bullshit foul and got free throws out in the fourth. There is one play uh, in the fourth. The, the Hawks only had one or two team fouls, and Tatum drives to the rim, but he's not in a shooting motion. Um, he was clearly about to pass out to the corner. He gets fouled, and the refs just give him shooting. Like, they gave him two free throws. It was not a shooting foul. Like, crap like that is up to the discrepancy of the refs, and the refs continuously get that shit wrong. It's, and, and you know damn well if that was Trey Young doing that. He, you know, it'd be out of bounds. It'd be, it'd be like 14 seconds on the shot clock. Hawks, Hawks keep ball. Like it would not, it would not have been shooting. It would not have been a shooting foul. It's just, it's very inconsistent. It's pretty clearly biased in my opinion. It's not necessarily about the quantity of free throws. Um, because I mean, the quantity of free throws is, is one, a bad way to determine referee, like I guess how they did. And two, it is pretty even for this game. It's about the fact that the Hawks, should have like the Celtics should not have shot 25 through those the, the Hawks just point blank had two points taken off the board off of offensive goaltending <laughs> like it's just it's just bullshit um but no the refs are not why we lost why, the reason why we lost is one just defense overall just not enough de- just couldn't get stops on the floor not enough defense and you didn't make enough threes to hit up for it hit, make and, up for it welcome to the modern NBA people and, <laughs> and, and and that's pretty much on everyone uh, def- defensively I'll give Hunter his props for three quarters he did his best against Tatum Tatum Tatum's gonna do Tatum shit like in the third quarter he hit three like just back breaking threes um, previously he had only he was like one for eight and then of course in the fourth quarter he goes off for three you can't really slander Hunter today other than you can just say he got cold at a very unfortunate time in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, truthfully, Hunter, you know, 27 points, a block, a steal, seven rebounds. Like, Hunter played his ass off, which he needed after the first two games. He played as, as good a defense against Tatum for a couple quarters as you realistically can. Um, I already mentioned it earlier. Trey Young, not like an incredible game, but he was, by the end of the game, he was very clearly the best Hawks player on the floor. Um, 35 points, 15 assists, one turnover. That's huge considering um, the Heat series in the first two games of the Celtics series. A 15-to-1 assisted turnover ratio is fantastic. Two steals, a couple rebounds, shot reasonably efficiently. Um, the the floaters, the you know, the two-point stuff for Trey wasn't super efficient, but um, in terms of actual threes, he was like four of nine because if, you know, at the end of the third quarter, he hit, hit like a heave. Um, so it's like, you know, I'm not going to. You know, since I remember it, I'm going to, like, take that out. But um, Trey was very, like, very solid. He he really was good. He struggled early on. But the truth is he stepped up in the fourth quarter, which is kind of what you need from your star. And DeJounte was very good um, in the first quarter, not so good late. Um, but DeJounte hits four of eight threes. Like, that's in <laughs> nine rebounds, six assists, to steal a block. That's kind of what you need from DeJounte. The truth is it's just Capella... You know, Capella's okay, but it, it this just isn't a series for him to shine. John Collins was just flat out bad. There's no other way to really put it. I I know the defense, like he saved some defensive possessions. I know, I know, but the truth is, is offensively he's a black hole, and 
you know, <laughs> in that first quarter especially, we're a couple more made shots away from this being potentially a completely different game. And John Collins is one of nine from the field, one of five from three. One all of nine. His, all of his threes John are right Collins up in China. I don't need John Collins in, in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I need John Collins playing in Syria. I need John Collins <laughs> playing in in Syria. All right, I just need to get that. Out. That's like John Collins is a disaster of a player at this point. Like I'm sorry, I'm pulling off strings. This isn't this isn't another podcast where we're gonna rant and rave about his defense. John Collins is a disaster right now. Like there's nothing that can save him. I don't care about his defense, man. The guy can't hit a shot. He can't finish. He he had issues rebounding. I mean, what are we doing at this point? It's like it's and now people are coming around to the fact he doesn't fit. Hey, man, he didn't fit two fucking years ago. I know he doesn't fit now. I could have told you this two years ago. I could have told yeah. you that within the first month of playing with Capella. This didn't work. But, yeah, yeah. anyways, just. You know, I, and then, know, and I, I like John, the but, like, it's, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. He's just, he's, he needs to go somewhere else. As simple as that. He needs to go to Indiana where he can just roll to the basket with Halliburton or something. Just it's He's just not the four for this team, man. Yeah, it's, it's sort of just time. Um, the truth is, even... Two years ago, in 2021, I think we can all agree John Collins was a pretty decent player. <laughs> like, when we were the five seed that year, let me look up his stats real quick. Um, his regular season stats in 2020-2021, the year we went to the Eastern Conference Finals, he shot 55-40-83. He got seven rebounds and 17.6 points a game. That's a good player. That's a good freaking player. And he was bad in those playoffs, too. If you guys remember, he famously had a zero-point game <laughs> against the Knicks. He's been bad in, in legitimately every playoff type scenario we've had. He's just not a player that signs in the playoffs. And I'm not saying that because he's like weak mentally. I'm saying it because of his skill set. Um, outside of a you know a couple highlights against Milwaukee and and uh, Embiid, like he just hasn't gotten it done in the playoffs. So yeah, you know, I, I love John. Collins. He's a very good person. You can just tell like he's a good guy to have in the locker room. We're gonna need veterans. Cause you can't just replace John Collins with like a young guy and like <laughs> the locker room takes a hit there. But the truth is he's just not getting it done on the floor. There's literally no other way to put it. I understand like Draymond green is a defensive guy where he's, his defense is so good. You don't care about I mean, Draymond's one D poison. Draymond's one D poison yeah. before. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons back, you know, a couple years ago, his defense was so good. You didn't care that he was a point guard that couldn't shoot. You didn't care. John Collins is a good defender. It, he is not good enough a defender to look past the fact that he is useless on offense most of the time. He's just he's just not at that level. So you know that the truth is is that Trey and Hunter and Dejounte were all really good. They weren't good enough to cover for the fact that John um, Sadiq was pretty poor in my opinion. Just you know expectedly bad on defense. Unfortunately, bad on offense as well. Bogey wasn't terrible, but, the, uh, you know, six fouls in 19 minutes, <laughs> like, that's kind of, that's bad. The truth is, the truth is, not that it's necessarily fair for Bay or Bogey, but we kind of depend on those guys to hit a combined seven or eight threes every game, and today they went two of eight. You know what I mean? Like, Sadiq didn't hit a three. Bogey hit a huge one late, uh, was that third or late in the third, I believe? Maybe early in the fourth, um, but just wasn't really good enough. Fouled out eight points, like... Jalen Johnson only played six minutes, and he was honestly pretty good in those six minutes. I think he should have played a little bit more, but uh, he didn't. That's what it is. And Akongwu, he had a weird game. Some of those fouls called against him were bullshit. Um, he had some good defensive moments, some bad ones. Two of four from the field, two of three from the free throw line. Not a very notable game for Akongwu. The truth is just that the pieces around Trey 
kind of just didn't step up. And that's the thing is that's where the Celtics is so much clearly better than us is, is the like three through eight guys on the team. You know what I mean? Like Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, Derek White, Marcus Smart, Al Horford. These, that depth is just so much better than us. Cause it's like when Trey's good, when DeJounte's good, we can win pretty much any game against any team, but the truth is we also need a couple role players to step up. Hunter stepped up. Nobody else did. Like nobody really even came close. Um, other than those three guys that I've mentioned, like, you know, Capella did his best, but you know, again, Capella against a team like Boston, that's just, he's going to be limited. So it is what it is. If there is anything to take away from this positively, can I say that word? Can you say the word for me, Jackson? Positively. There you go. Positively. <laughs> I can't do it. See, you see, now you can't say it again. It, you know, a good takeaway. Trey's had back-to-back good games in the playoffs. I think that sort of five or six game slump against the Heat and the Celtics. I think I think we can look at that comfortably as a thing in the past. We'll see how game five goes and potentially onwards. But he's looking a lot more like Trey. Um, Dejounte's been good this series, and uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the best takeaways from today. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, know, I, the same. You know, it's, let's look forward. Sucks. I mean. Before this game started, I said what I've been thinking like all day. I've been like, I think whoever wins this game is going to win the series. And I said that because like, you know, going into this one, it was 2-1. Celtics go up 3-1, which they ended up doing. Like I kind of, it's kind of hard to imagine the Hawks winning three games in a row, especially considering two of them will be in Boston. I mean, if the Hawks do make this a seven game series, you're playing five and seven in Boston. And just for that reason, I said, whoever wins today is going to take it. You know, Celtics got 3-1. Hard to imagine the Hawks winning three in a row. But, like, if the Hawks made this 2-2, then, like, I don't know if the Celtics would be yeah. able to deal with the adversity that came with, you know, you know, they looked, they were flying past us in those first two games, frankly, like, especially in game one and then that adversity. But, uh, I mean, I, I mean, the series is 3-1 now. The series, the season is technically not over. I know I sound very defeated right now. And truth it's be told, very, I mean, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with this loss, man. Battle. I mean, yeah, you're facing the biggest... I mean, the second biggest uphill battle you can have besides being down 3-0, which is, I mean, never been done in the NBA. But, hey, if you do want some positivity, 3-1 has been done before. It happened twice in the bubble by the same team, the Nuggets. They did against the Jazz and the Clippers. I mean, the I mean, we obviously know about the, the LeBron Cavs in 20s. I mean, they did in the, the finals. I mean, the series isn't over, man. It's just... It, it looks it's bleak. Kind of, like, we, we know not, who this team is, man. Like, we know who these guys yeah. are. Like... Yeah. I, I like this team, nothing but faith in them, but like to sit here and like be like, oh yeah, like this team can win all three in a row. Like this team has this team had issues winning all three in a row against a schedule that was like Wizards, Spurs, Hornets. I mean, I can't I mean they're going up against the Celtics. And like the Celtics, the Hawks have to mm. be get lucky to an extent three times in a row. The Celtics just have to do it once. And that's I mean, that's just the reality of it. But I mean, I will say a positive from this is that now the Hawks, I mean, the cat is out of the bag, folks. You can't you don't have any more games at hand. Every game for the rest of this series, if you lose it, you're going home. So playing with that in your head, I mean, that obviously has to – the mental factor is a very big thing in any sport, and especially basketball. Like, you know, going forward, you lose a game, it's over. So the Hawks are going into, hey, our season's on the line tonight. Our season's on the line tonight. So I think that's just something to keep in mind. Um, I'll, I'll say it. I don't, I don't think I'm too confident in a 3-1 comeback by the Hawks, but can it happen? Absolutely. Do we have the players to make it happen? Absolutely. Like – the Hawks just have to key in on defense and more hit some more shots. And like, like Logan, I'll be the first to say this. I said this someone like, you know, we talk about like marginal upgrades. You know, we talk about like maybe improving on John Collins at Deandre Hunter, like maybe Trey Young plays better in game two. It's like, 
you know, this series, it, I think a lot of people are too distracted by that blot in game one to really see the series for what it is. Like, you know, we're not too far off from the series being 3-1 in the Hawks' favor. Like, in game two, like, if Trey Young plays, like, I mean, the Trey Young we know, like, that game's a lot closer. Tonight, like, you know, Hunter played good. I mean, Hunter played great for his standards. But, like, the reality is, is, like, John Collins didn't get it done, man. Like, one for nine, it's like, no, that's just not going to cut it. It's like, we also had guys, I mean, miss some shots. I feel like Bogey hit that one big shot. I mean, Bay wasn't hitting shots like you said. So, I'm just saying, man, like, this team, I mean, I feel a lot better about this team now than I did, like, two weeks ago. Because, I mean, I've said it before, I'm not really, I haven't really been impressed with the Celtics, but, like, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. And, like, we're, like, marginally, like, almost beating these guys, like, in three of the games. I mean, yeah, in three of the games they've won now. So, I don't know. I, I feel like you know what you have to improve on in this offseason once we get to that point. But for now, I mean, your focus just has to be going out and, I mean, keeping the season alive because that's all you can do. You can't really worry about, you know, over oh, down 3-1, you know. That's you have to win three games in a row. You just gotta go out and win one in a row. Because if you lose, your season's over, man. That's it. There's there's no more other game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it it hurts. Like if you like truly, do I think we win three in a row against the Celtics team? No, the talent's different. The talent difference is just big, um, and the mentality difference is is pretty big too. There's just not enough guys on the Hawks that like. I don't know. It's it's just a weird team. Um, I will say I I think you're right though. Like we're we're not far off from being at the very least tied or maybe winning this series through four games. Like we're really not that far off. We have not we have not been getting spanked. Like game one we got spanked. Game two the Celtics built up a decent lead. We cut it down a bit. There the Celtics are very good at keeping you at arm's distance. Right like. Take this game, for example, we cut it to five in the fourth and we were never out of it, like truly out of it. But it'd be a, a, a five point uh, deficit. OK, now it's eight. OK, now it's six. Now it's nine. OK, now it's eight. Now, you know, it's just they keep you at arm's length. They don't like we we just weren't able to ever tie it after that sort of uh, Celtics run in the first quarter where they ended up leading by 10 after the first quarter. Because the truth is, is if, if you take out that first quarter, I'm pretty sure this game's tied. Or the Hawks win by two. Like, the Hawks just didn't have the the energy or, like, the execution in the first quarter, and that, that cost them. Like, if the Hawks play a little bit better in the first quarter, guess what? They're either winning or we're looking at, like, a two-point game. You know what I mean? It's just – it's one of those things where we just – you know, we didn't show up prepared for this game when it was obviously the biggest game of the season. Pretty much – more or less a must-win Um Again, you know, you know, can you come back from three one? Sure, but um, I know that huh, a lot of us don't necessarily see it happening. Mostly because the truth is, is even if you win the next two games, if you win in Boston in Game Five, if you're able to defend home court and win in in Game Six, then you have to go back to Boston for Game Seven. That's just that's tough. That's that's tough to ask for considering the Celtics have the better roster. Like if if the Hawks had a more talented team. Then the Celtics, it'd be one thing, but the Celtics just have a better team, you know, just flat out. So it's tough, but I also kind of agree with you. Like they've battled pretty well against the Celtics team where like, it's not like the Celtics have been playing terrible. Like the Celtics have been playing pretty good and the Hawks have been able to stick around. Like we're, we're it's just one of those things where you again can tell <laughs> that if the Hawks just had a little more focus during the regular season, 
we probably could have won an extra three to five regular season games and could have gotten a six seed or a five seed or something. It's just like things could have been different. But um, if anything, I think it can give you hope uh, again for the upcoming season because most like 95% chance we still have Trey and DeJounte and we'll have Quinn Snyder. Full all season with Quinn. And I mean, Quinn will be able to yeah. get his guys in. You know, John Collins will be playing at a <laughs> military base in Iceland, I assume. <laughs> As, yeah, I mean, <laughs> point being, um, <laughs> you you there's some good stuff to take away from this series, even though it's most likely looking like you know we get bounced round one again. Not that that's necessarily surprising, because the Celtics I mean, I do want to say nearly one Celtics for like one thousand negative odds. Like I don't know. I I mean, you know, they, they were the favorite to win the uh, betting like betting odds wise. They're the favorite to win the championship above the Bucks. Um, and above the yeah, nuggets. Well, see, there you go. Like, we tried our hardest, guys. I don't see the issue. We're a scrappy. What are we? What I last year I said I was like, I don't know why people are so mad at us for not putting up series against the Heat. I will say, speaking of series against the Heat, I think you said this. Not sure though. Somebody said it, but I did. I did agree with it. So I want to say it here, but uh, I feel a lot better after this series where we're at in this series versus you know versus the Heat last year because of similar circumstances. I mean, that we took one at home, heading there three one at their place. I mean, Hawks end up losing in five this year. I mean, hopefully the Hawks can you know win this bad point seven. I mean, we need these playoff podcasts. Come on now. But, uh, I mean, last year it was just hopeless, man. <laughs> like it was just distraught. Like, but in these games, man, I feel like we have a chance. I just feel like we have to upgrade, you know, I mean, we all know where we have to upgrade people, but, um, Logan, let's, uh, let's talk about Deandre Hunter some, I mean, it kind of seems like every playoff Deandre Hunter just has one game where he goes insane. Last year it was the game five loss against the heat where we got eliminated, but Hunter was phenomenal in that game. And then tonight, I mean, he had a really good game, especially for standards. He obviously did miss some, you know, you know, big shots when he was open. But, I mean, it's the NBA, man. You're, it's, it's shooting the basketball. The best shooters, they shoot like 40%. You're not going to hit every shot. So, yeah. Logan, uh, uh, does this change anything about how you feel about DeAndre Hunter or what? How are we feeling? No. there's Look, man, look. Um, <laughs> How many times has DeAndre Hunter had a good game or a good week and then everyone thinks he's turned the corner? I think he is who he is. I... You know, I am pretty pro trading DeAndre Hunter if you can get a more, like, malleable piece back, if that makes sense, like a piece that fits. But if you can really, like, if Quinn can get with Hunter and tell him, hey, man, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you shoot threes, and we're going to have you cut to the basket. We're going to cut about 50 to 60% of your mid-range bullshit out, and we're going to, you know... That's we're, we're gonna, gonna make you a to three and D role player. Like you remember when? Uh, I don't. Did you watch uh, Game of Zones? Are you familiar? Uh, I saw a couple episodes. I didn't um, watch all. Of them. I mean, there was one where Car- Carmelo goes to like Houston, and it's like, well, once you put on this hat, it's basically making fun of like the fact that like everybody in Houston they go there. You don't shoot mid ranges. You just cut to the rim and uh, you take threes. Basically, that I need DeAndre Hunter doing that. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. And, shoot and threes. It's, it's cut not to the because, basket and play defense. It's not because he's a sniper, but the truth is, is this Hawks team will be best offensively if our three and our four mostly are just on the perimeter, hitting shots, occasionally setting screens, occasionally cutting to the basket. Like that's like if you can give Trey and DeJounte some spacing, DeJounte will shoot 34, 35% from three. Trey will be Trey Young. I don't know what that means. He'll shoot percentage wise. It's it very it has high variance, but he will be Trey Young. If you can get a three and a four that can just like hit hit 36, 37% of the threes on like four or five a game, 
the offense will work because it's Trey Young and Trey Young can make offense appear out of nowhere. And then you have your five who's going to be your pick and roll roll man. Like, it's just, it's it's what we need. So if Hunter, let me pull up. I want to pull up Hunter's shooting sets. I actually have not looked at uh, Hunter's, like, shooting splits for the season lately. Like, um, did, he, did his shooting dip this year percentage-wise? I don't know. Let me let me look. All right. This is just basic. This isn't like catch and shoot or whatever. So yeah, so his career average, he's 35.6. That's not great. Like that's very just dead set average. But if he just takes threes, then you can kind of live with that. It's it's the other stuff that it's him handling the ball most of the time, frankly. It's him you know, it, if he can have a mentality change, he can really be a key piece offensively. I just don't see it coming. Uh, I think he'd be better off somewhere. Uh, I mean, I just, <laughs> I don't even know. But uh, no, I don't think Hunter's changed a new leaf. I don't think he's a different player. I think he's exactly who he is, which is a respectable player. Get him back in the trade machine. I know y'all took what, him out what? when he was shooting the ball in the second. Get him back what? in there right now. Which is a respectable player. He's not a bad player. He can have his moments of very good play like today. Um, but he, you know. Let's not forget, pretty much most of the time he's been playing under Quinn, he's been bad. Um, so, that is what that is. But, um, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying Trey is, I mean, excuse me, Hunter is anything other than exactly what we've, uh, you know, seen for three years now. You know, he is who he is, and that's fine. Um, Back up the brain truck for Josh Hart. I don't know what this will say, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about something. I know you saw it, too. After the game, looks like DeJounte Murray bumped into a ref intentionally. I mean, you saw the clip, Logan, right? Based. Based. I, look, first of all, for, I said this whenever Trey threw the ball at the ref. These refs, they make bad calls against these guys. You can't expect them not. Like, I'm not condoning it. And, you know, obviously, it's a bit of a bonehead thing to do by DeJounte Murray. But like I've said before, like, these players are just as emotional as we are, people. Like, you know, these are, I mean, especially guys competitive like DeJounte Murray. I mean, I'm not trying to condone what he did by any means, so don't take it like that. But, like, I've said several times, like, I, am. I mean, as long as refs are, you know, doing, you know, making calls like we saw, like, some tonight, it's just, we can't expect players to be robots and not have emotional reactions. Logan, but the thing is, is that there is a precedence for this, and... Whenever you bump a referee, looks like him and the ref got into a stare down match. Looks like as he was walking away, he started yelling at another ref. So Logan, um, I mean, do you think he gets suspended for it? Like initial reaction. Like I know a lot oh, of people and, and are saying Adam well, Tatum Silver, did the same thing, but I mean it's the heat yeah, of the Tatum, moment first post game thing. So Tatum did the same shit, and and Golden Boy Tatum, fucking Mister Ruffles, won't get touched. But um, Dejounte, look, if he gets suspended, it's a bonehead thing. I think his teammates will be upset with him. Um, I think he'll be upset with himself. And Adam Silver's NBA, nothing is off limits. Only stupid things have been happening since the bubble, man. Y- y'all crowned Adam Silver after that bubble, and look what he's done since. He's just, he's just delivered nothing. The bubble was a disaster. Can we talk about that for a Okay, maybe no, this isn't no. the time or place, sorry. But no, that was but, a disaster. Um, yeah. But do you no, think he gets suspended no, no, hold for on, hold Logan? On, hold on. If DeJounte gets suspended, I'm glad he at least... Because the truth is, the refs have been shit. They they need to know. I want their paychecks torn up. I want them to suffer. I, I said this during the game. Like, after the first quarter, I said DeJounte can fly first class to Boston. The rest, like, everyone else on the team has to drive back in separate 2006 Nissan Altimas. I want the refs biking up 
to Boston on, on tricycles. Like, I want them to experience pain. Like, they are bad at their jobs. They should feel bad about it. They should get yelled at. They should get spit on. They should get... They should just be ashamed. They should just be ashamed of, of how bad they are. Is DeJounte... Is what DeJounte did boneheaded? Sure. It also... Does it really warrant um, the suspension, though? No, because he barely touched him. He was more so doing some intimidating bullshit, but he's just barely... Sli- slightly touched him. Like, shoulder to shoulder, sort of like... Sort of just G-checked him, you know what I mean? And... I mean, I don't know. It's it's a stupid thing, but I really don't care. Like, I'm not gonna like if Dejounte gets suspended, I'm gonna be more upset with the NBA than I'm gonna be at Dejounte, because that's just very clearly like just some corny shit. That like, oh, we we have to protect our referees, keep them safe. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. He was never in danger. Just being ridiculous. Refs get touched all the time by players. I do. I mean, if Dejounte is suspended, it's over. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, guys. It's we had fun. Oh Thank yeah, you for showing up to the playoffs, they, they, guys. We the, go. The, we'll see y'all next year. The Celtics should be throwing junk de- defense. That's right. Because wh- oh, what, look, what is you hun- people thought that Mike Brown was throwing the box and one at Curry. Get ready for Tuesday night, fellas. Yeah, like hopefully, hopefully he just gets a little fine or whatever. I don't. I'd be shocked if he gets suspended, but if he does, you know, you sort well, of... Well, like, my thing is, like, you can't head. suspend him in the playoffs. Like, if it's the regular season, 100% of suspension, we'll take it, move on to the next one. I also don't think DJ's reacting to this after a regular season loss. I mean, we had pre- plenty of regular season losses like this, but this is the damn playoff. If they suspend him over this, and, like, the Sabonis thing was apparently, like, 50-50 in the league office by the decision makers on where this is... I mean, not the Sabonis thing, excuse me, the Draymond Sabonis thing. Let me get, Let me get that right. Um, apparently somebody, there was a report that said that was like 50, 50 on the league office on whether to suspend Draymond or not. Like, come on, man. Like if, <laughs> if we're, if that's 50, 50, this should be like 95, nine in favor of not suspending him. So I'm just saying, man, it's obviously a bit of a stupid thing to do by Jante. I don't necessarily blame him though. Um, emotions are high, man. You know, the season it's, I mean, it's one game away, Logan. One loss, and it's over. We're we're on the we're on the couch watching other teams, and by that, I'm not watching the playoffs. So, yeah. good luck to y'all. Y'all, y'all stay smooth out there. <laughs> All right, Logan. All right, scale of one uh, one to one hundred percent. You ready? Faith in the Hawks to push it to seven games and win it in seven. Win in seven. Win in seven. Not push it to seven. They got to win in seven. I mean, they got to win the next five. three, basically. All right, here's what I'll say. I'll say 5%. They win in seven. Look, again, fan podcast, but truth is, you know. They I'm can do gonna... it, man. I mean, they can do it. You just, you I have five percent. I am 5%. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. No, I'm, um, I'm trying to defend you another 5 I feel like people are going to listen to me like, no, nah, it's over. It's over. GG's. But I, like, I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. The tools are there, brother. Anyway. Push it to seven, but lose in game seven, which would just be the worst thing ever. Would just hurt so bad. I'm, I'll give them an extra ten percent. Um, push it to game six. Can they push it to game six and get another home home game? And anything can happen at home. I'll give them. I'll give them a thirty five percent chance of winning game five, just because Boston's gonna be. You know, it's gonna be kind of crazy. Like they're gonna get the home whistle. Dejounte has home whistle. The home crowd. Dejounte may not play. <laughs> Here's the thing: not only are is Dejounte potentially going to be suspended, but the refs are going to be you know clicking up like hoes and and whistling yes. everything. Speak on that. Speak on that. So, so the truth is, is we're going to be playing you know five versus eight because all the, we, all the refs we've been are doing be. that. We've been doing yeah, that. So, um, I think the Hawks can definitely push it to six, and then if it gets to game six, you can definitely win at home. 
Um, but get, winning game seven seems like a, like a huge ask. So, you know, all in all, most, I'd say most likely the series, you know, you had to win today and you didn't, it, you, you, you gave it a pretty good shot. You're facing a better team. It is what I it will is, say. But, one thing about the team though, is like, they never just like, you know, fold over and died. I'm did, not, I'm not out here they to did give, not fold. You know, they did not. Fold. I'm, I'm not out here to give out a, what's it called? I don't even know what the word is. Um, you know, meaningless, you know, trophies for, Oh, you didn't roll over and die. You still lost though. But like, you know, that is something, I mean, we know this team, we've said a lot, you know, we've called them quitters, tattooed millionaires, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. But like, you know, they didn't just roll over and die today. And like there was times, but you know, the Celtics, once again, they were, it's going to add up at some point, Logan, it may not be this series, but it's going to add up at some point. The Celtics were never able to crack into that, you know, that bench. I mean, guys like Mike Muscala and Grant Williams, they played one minute in like the third, but like, once again, another 42-minute right for Brown, 40 for Tatum. I'm just saying, it may not be this series, but it may be the next. It's adding up, people. The mileage is adding up. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, one thing about the Celtics I'm learning from the series is I I can definitely see a healthy 76ers or a healthy Bucks beating them. Like, oh, I've said it numerous times. I don't really, they, uh, they're, they're a good team. Um, Tatum's very good. Jalen Brown's pretty darn good, but it's like, I don't know, man. We, we, we're, we're trotting out some pretty crappy wings and abysmal power forwards, and we're hanging in there. And we, we've kept most of these games reasonably close. Uh, and yeah, no, let's, so let's it's kind of like the, I thought like the the Celtics are a good team. They're better than us. I'll say it right here right now. But like, I'm not I'm still not impressed, man. If this is like if this is your best, then uh, you are not making it past the Sixers at that whistle. Because if you think you got the whistle now, <laughs> honey, you got Embiid covered. Good if, luck, if, buddy. If, We've if, been there before. If, if Embiid plays, you know, games one and two, because, you know, lucky for the 76ers is they. Do have some time off because Embiid uh, shockingly fall falling to the floor five hundred times a night as a seven foot two three hundred pound monster, absolute massive human. Surprisingly, that has bad effects on the body and can kind of injure it. Um, he's hurt for a bit. If Embiid, they did just win again without Embiid. I mean, granted against the boo boo ass Nets, but still, um, yeah, man, yeah. I mean, the Celtics. Power to them. They, they got a good thing going. I, they got a good five-out offense. They got a good depth. They got really good guards. They got Tatum. They got, you know, uh, Time Lord's pretty good. But look, man. The lowly 500, which, by the way, were, I think, uh, over the course of the entire season, I think we're one game under 500 now. So, naturally, of course, you know, we could, uh, we might be due to win game five. But, um Wait, actually, let me do the math in my head real quick. So 41, 41, 42, 42. Yeah, we're one game under five. There's no reason that math should have taken that long. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I got a college degree, and that math took me like seven whole seconds. We're one game under 500. So if the trend were to continue, we're winning game five. That's all I'll say. But I don't know. Um, I'm not that impressed with the Celtics. Very good team. Don't get me wrong. They can win the championship, but... It's not going to be the cakewalk in round two that I kind of thought it might be going into the series. Um, the one thing, though, is, like, is Giannis alive? Is Giannis good? Like, I have no idea what's going on there. Dude, I just want to let you know, if you think basketball is, basketball is bad, we're about to have a Knicks and Heat series, folks. <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh yeah, no! We will, I, I will want, not be there, no matter what. I don't I, care what happens. I don't want either of those teams in the conference finals. I mean, actually, the Heat having the most fraudulent conference finals run, even way more fraudulent than ours. Um, back to back. <laughs> and and then being like, oh yeah, this team's working. Maybe we're gonna run it back, and then like lose forty five games next year. That that does sound kind of fun. But the truth is, if Giannis is healthy, they the Bucks would be fine. But you know. He's not healthy, so kind of sucks for them. But uh, we'll see, I guess. Um, I don't know, Jackson. Is there anything? I, I kind of want to talk about some of the other stuff happening in the league, but for like five minutes. But is there anything else? Yeah, you let's say go for it. Um, Kevin Herter, you are me, you are a fraud. Bozo. Oh yeah, dude. I I deserve. Look, a lot of people. Whenever Kevin Herter was having his insanity run during this year, at the beginning <laughs> of the year. People were on my head. I mean, I was saying, like, come on, guys. Like, we've been through this before. It's like, let me tell you how this Kevin Herter season worked. He got hot to start of the season. That was, like, until December. He got super cold until about March. He got hot again. He's cold again at the most pivotal time. He he is a great as a worst defender. And, yes, I'm coping because we lost tonight. So, this is where I will talk about it instead. Mm. Worst defender on most advanced metrics than Trey Young. He's worse than Trey on D-Raptor by 50 spots. I know the meme, but I'm sorry, Logan. I'm using it because it fits my agenda. And, like, you know, I've I, we've always had to hear Kevin Hearns a missing piece. Dog, no, he's not. He's not. He is he would, not. He he put up John Collins numbers. And you yeah. all hate him. Like, like Kevin Herter would be nice to have in this playoffs just because. Anybody would be nice to have, to be fair. Like, my argument with the Kevin Herter thing is, like, yeah, like, having a, a rotational NBA wing, even just a rotational yeah. NBA player in general, would be, like, yeah. very nice. Yeah, essentially. But, y'all, he's he is, what is that? That is three of 21 from three. Like, I'm sorry, man. Game Game Seven, Kevin was a beautiful thing, and every other game. Of Have you the seen hunt, his playoff numbers outside of that? I saw a tweet about. He's bad. like the they're under, bad. yeah, under thirty percent from three. The only reason I'm doing this is because it's funny every time. Just like Travis Slank slander, I will enjoy. It. I will. I will be there no matter what, Jackson. I, I like. I will it, love it. And I think and I deserve, I think it. I deserve <laughs> it. Um, that that's just the flat out truth. I again. I could have an entire hour-long podcast just dunking on Travis Schlank. I have to give you your props, Jack. You've been on this Schlank thing for two and a half years now. How is your whole mantra, dribble, pass, shoot, and you draft John Collins, yep. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Yekka Kongu? Those fuckers cannot dribble, pass, or shoot. None of them. <laughs> It's over. It's over. I, and and I like a Kongu. I'm 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 fine with that pick. Would Halle Burton have been better? Yeah, but a Kongu. He a didn't want to come here. But yeah, that's he true. He hated us. Jack, I want to ask you one on the top of a Kongu real quick. You still want to trade Capella this offseason? I mean, it's it's certainly it has to be on the table. Um, I feel like my, it's more important to get rid of Collins and, or Hunter. Uh, wait, what, say that again. I feel like it's more important to get Collins and Hunter out first if you're moving guys for the sake of the, moving guys. The it's not necessarily moving guys for. I mean, John Collins, you're moving for the sake of moving. Well, like that, yeah, like I think for Hunter and Capella, you could get something valuable as individual players, yes. of course. Yes, for for John Collins, uh, we uh we might got attached stuff to that. John Collins, you might legitimately like contractual it, buyout. No, you know I I don't want to. That's off season stuff. I don't want to get deep into it, but um. The Capella stuff, again, it's just hard. Like, it's going to be a gamble either way. You're either going to gamble 
that you're going to have a Kongu be a backup for all four years of his rookie contract and just like you're you're flat out stunting his development by not starting him most nights. You just are like, yeah, he gets 25 minutes an hour or whatever, but he needs to start if you want him to become a starter. Like that's how that works. You, you can't. That's just how that works. You have to start him if you want him to develop into a starter. Um, Capella but is just one of the very few adults in the room. It's tough. I don't know what to do. I, I, I That's the one thing I don't envy Landry Field's job for because um, that's just a tough call to make. Hunter, it's not necessarily about Hunter himself, but you just you just have to get a more... We need perimeter defense, folks. Let's stop running from it. Stop trying to turn fives in the fours and fours in the well, threes. Let's get some perimeter defense, people. You just need a three that works better. DeJounte Murray, hopefully this summer, he, I don't know. Maybe he can get five or 10% better on, on point of attack defense. I don't know. But um, I, I, let's let's save this for, for an off-season podcast or like, you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, one thing I do want to say, I already tweeted about this. Or I made a little meme, but um, Donovan Mitchell, man, what did I say a couple episodes ago? I said, don't you, am I the only one that remembers that like every pretty often Donovan Mitchell has like a four for 18 shooting night on the, in the playoffs and everyone crowds like crowns him as the next great, like Dwight, like D Wade or something um, tonight in 42 minutes, five of 18, 11 points, minus eight, six turnovers, five assists down three, one to the underdog New York Knicks. And they try to tell us that trading for DeJounte was bad when we traded maybe a, a 35, 40% the amount of assets they traded for D Mitch. I know Donovan Mitchell's going to be all NBA first or at worst second team. He was phenomenal. But what the fuck does it matter if he's going to fold like an omelet when you turn the heat up into the playoffs? DeJounte Murray's been playing just as good, but we get flamed for it. it it's bullshit. It's bullshit. There's no other way to put it. It's bullshit. And. I am very happy that DeJounte's played some good games in the playoffs because, uh, one, I just like DJ. Two, I like the Hawks. And three, it fits my narratives. And my narrative is people act like the Hawks have, like, mortgaged their future for DeJounte Murray when we just quit. Like, we just haven't. You know, we we traded a fraction of what the Wolves and the the Cavs traded. And the Cavs are kind of, the Cavs are basically banking on, on, uh, what's his name? Mobley becoming Anthony Davis 2.0. Not and gonna it, happen. <laughs> and I like he's gonna be a really good player. Is it's not gonna happen. So, um, what else do we want to talk about? The Wolves. Do you think they're getting swept tonight, Jackson? What's the score right now? Uh, nuggets are up four at halftime. Yeah, it's over. GG's. GG's. Don't trade for Cat, by the way, for the Hawks. I don't even want to hear that no, suggestion. No. Um, Logan, I want to ask neither. you one thing. NBA thing. Free Ant Man, man. From yeah, what we've seen so far, one NBA, what what team in the playoffs do you think is winning the title? You know, you have to put your life on it right now. This is serious. Do or die. You one team from what you've seen. I mean injuries what, don't factor them in. Everything's just the way it is. If they had someone who's injured before this, they're still injured. So Harrow, Paul George, it, Kawhi, they're all still injured. It, 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 yeah, it sucks that the Sun Clippers series just got nuked because of that. That would have been such a good series. Um I will go Suns. Yep, there we go. I think, and and it is not because the Suns have been that good; they haven't. But the truth is, is like, I like the Nuggets. They're just beating up on the worst team in the in the playoffs in the West. That's just what they're doing. Um, and I think the oh, Suns damn. Will, Nuggets for Suns be there no matter what. Yeah, I, I think they'll cruise through to the finals, and then 
in the East, like I would be shocked again, like obviously the Bucks have to win tomorrow. It's very unfortunate what happened to Giannis, but um, if if the Bucks can escape that series, it's going to be a Bucks Celtics Eastern Conference Finals, um, and then that one that's a toss up. Um, you think but, they get past Embiid, the Celtics, if they beat us? Of course, the seven game Hawks, the Zombie Hawks, baby. <laughs> um, I'll say, I'll say yeah, I'll say yeah. I, I I you know, um, but all in all, I'll take the Suns just because they have Kevin Durant. Devin Booker's very good. Um, and I just think the West is, is weak. Um, and the East is injured. And, um, if, if we can almost beat the Celtics two or three times, then, then Kevin Durant sure as hell can. So, um, I don't know that that's tough. It's a little too early to tell with the injuries because, you know, Giannis and, and Embiid are arguably the two best players <laughs> in the world this year. And they both got hurt. So, um, and and Kawhi's arguably the third or fourth best, especially lately, and he got hurt, so it's just it's just very unfortunate. Um, Jackson, what do you, what do you think about the Lakers Grizzlies? Because I, I I gotta be honest, I, I I heavily favored the Grizzlies, but I uh, it looks like it did. looks like they were. No, I said they would win in six. Oh, did you? Okay, because I know yeah. I I'm pretty sure I chose the Lakers. I honestly I might have chosen the Lakers. I mean that podcast was a while ago, but uh, yeah. I, I, it, I feel like it's just, before it's the so, series, it's before so funny the, the Lakers playing game, I feel like I was favoring the Lakers heavy. But the one after that playing, game, I was like, "Oh man, the Lakers suck!" Mm-hmm. Like Grizzlies in four. Yeah, I. Uh, but uh, Logan, it would turn out that the Grizzlies are not fine in the West. <laughs> I find it so funny. The one game they won is the game Jaw was out. It's just they they will try and tell you the that joked right sh- themselves. They will try and tell y'all that Trey Young is not a winning player when all his role players fail him, and then John Morant sits out and all his role players step up and beat the and beat LeBron and AD. It's just it writes itself, man. But the one thing I will say is is when not if but when the Grizzlies get bounced in the first round this year, they're gonna make a big trade. I'm thinking like Siakam or Ananobi Plus or something like they're gonna make a big trade. Well, I'm they're- thinking Jalen Brown. I was thinking about this last night. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I, he's, I, I, he's gone, man. Closer I think to that, Atlanta. I think that Jalen Brown stuff is overblown. I think he's going to play out his contract in Boston, and then it's going to be a big sweepstake in free agency. That's what I honestly think. I, so. I feel like he wants to. I feel like he wants to come home after tonight. Hey, we're 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 looking for a three, my boy. We're looking for a three. We we can make trade Dejounte Jalen Brown work. Trust Quinn will cook something up. I got nothing but faith. <laughs> we'll see, but um. Yeah, I guess the only other thing I want to talk about is is do the warrior do do the warriors make the the Sacramento Kings just look like fools? Do they? Do I don't they... know, man. Like the Warriors arguably should have won. This should like very either team should really be up three one. It's kind of crazy. I don't know, but uh, did you watch the game today? I watched the end of the fourth quarter. I was amazed at that Steph Curry choke. That probably, that and I don't crazy. say this lightly because I was. I did it. I don't remember it, people. We lived it as Falcons fans. That Steph Curry fourth quarter tape, in terms of just like not importance, but just terms like holy shit, how did you manage to do that? In terms of choking, that was a, a certain Super Bowl, people. And February fifth, twenty seventeen. That was really bad by Curry. Um, I don't know. I feel like either team should be. I really feel like you know the Kings. They should probably be three one. The Kings. They had Keegan Murray going today, and they needed someone to step up and like. I don't know. Sabonis really doesn't look like that guy, man. He kind of looks like a regular season MVP, and I'm not. I'm not moved by him. Fox is. He's doing Fox a lot of heavy lifting. Good for Fox, man. He's legit. 
He's solo carrying. Kevin Herter, he's he's not even shooting tour dates at this point. He's shooting, I don't know, man. I don't know. Pray for that, man. Oh, wait, what did J. Cole say? Pray for Mark Hill. They fucked up his shot. Yeah, pray for Herter because something happened. The playoffs started that dude, 40%. Nah, son. Um, I feel like the Warriors win that, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I feel like the Warriors win that. Warriors in six. I feel it, like I don't know. Maybe think, seven because they have to they have to win one road game. It's like the Warriors, yeah. the road warriors are ah, trash. Yeah, it's that's the only thing that's keeping me from confidently choosing the Warriors. But I I, I think I'll go Warriors in seven. I think uh, they'll they'll save their one road win for game seven, and they'll win it solely because uh, the the beam team just isn't ready. But um, I don't know. Interesting series, but I'll, I'll have too much else to say. I'm kind of, I'm kind of still just sad, man. We could, we could have won today, but just wasn't in the cards, Jack. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the game's the game. You're not gonna win all of them, but uh, you know, still faithful, still Hawks and seven. You already know how we're coming. <sighs> Hawks and seven, man. Seven playoff pods. That's what we're getting, at least. <laughs> yes, sir. At at the bare minimum, I got them Hawks and seven. Um. Nothing but fate. Any ladies, Logan, you got anything else to say before we wrap this up? I do not. I do not. Just <laughs> pray, right, man. Well, as always, thank you, <laughs> thank you guys for supporting us and listening to us always. We hope you continue to. Be sure to check out our Twitters. We've been live tweeting the games a lot, talking about the stuff over there. Um, do want to do a mailbag at some point this all season? I think to start the all season, whenever me and Logan back, get back to the groove of things, we're going to do a mailbag. So that's where that'll be at. You know, that's way in advance. So I'll remind you again for sure. But, um, yeah, anyways, be sure to check us on Twitter, check out our Patreon, all the links in the description, check us on YouTube, you know, be sure to subscribe, follow us, you know, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Redis five stars. And as always, man, thank you for listening. Love you. Goodbye.